Good morning and welcome back to the Minnesota West Farm Business Management Podcasts. We've got a guest farm management instructor here today, Zach Rada. Zach, where is uh, where do you work? I work out of the Wilmer and Olivia area in specific. So I cover Candy Oye County and kind of a, maybe you could say a 30, Candy Oye County, Renville, Chippewa County, and a little bit into Stearns and some other counties. I'm guessing it's a little bit different than uh, my Martin County uh, demographics. Uh, what are your, what are your farmers producing? Uh, I, I always, I really like this area. I get a little bit of everything on the crop side. It's obviously corn and soybeans, but we also have sugar beets. We get a lot of edible beans, a little bit of kidney beans, some Navy beans, black turtle beans. We'll, you'll see a little bit of wheat, very, very little of that. You also see peas and sweet corn that really covers most of the crop side, but we also have a good amount of livestock, specifically dairy. I um, don't see a lot of beef cow calf. Um, but do have a little bit of beef finishing, dairy finishing, and, and a bit of dairy up here. So it's a good, I like the area. It's a good blend of everything. Other than uh, excelling at farm business management, what do you like to do outside of work? I play guitar a little bit, but I would not say that I excel at that. So I, I like to do that, bend the strings, as they say. Um, so I like to do that a little bit and, and volunteer at church and do some yard work and play with the little guy. And that kind of takes most of it in the in the fall and spring gets kind of slow for me. So I'd like to take some time to help with, to get the crop in the ground and then get the crop out. For our listeners, Zach and I have exchanged stories about taking the mud out of rolling baskets. Him and I are not experts, but if you've ever had the opportunity to do that, you never want to do it again. So we commiserate about plugging up rolling baskets in the spring and the fall. And unplugging the mud out of a 330 turbo disc. Yes. Yes. We're good at that too. Speaking of mud, that's the maybe reason why we're doing a podcast today. Zach has got uh, some information on Prevent Plant and wanted to just highlight the the basics of Prevent Plant. Uh, If you're thinking about that because it's just been too wet, Zach is going to tell you what we need to do. Yep, uh, we'll cover some basics. I we just kind of want to cover some of the very basics. I can't say enough as you if this is is a struggle for you or going to be an issue, please do talk to your crop insurance agent and probably try and get in touch with your crop insurance adjuster as well. It would be wise to visit with them and make sure that you're you're covering all your bases. We're going to get into some of that as we start talking about it. But first, how what is the calculation for um, prevent plant. Um, it takes your actual production history or your APH, your proven yield. If you don't have your proven yield, take the county T yield times whatever percentage coverage you take. Did you take 75, 80, 85% covered times the spring price? The spring price for uh, corn was $5.90. The spring price for soybeans is $14.33. Uh, so it takes all those, your APH times your crop insurance, the percentage coverage you took times the spring price. That gives you your dollar guarantee per acre. So if you can get the crop in, that should be your your total guarantee of dollars per acre. When you get into the prevent plant side of it, that it takes that guarantee times percentage again. On corn, it takes your guarantee times 55%. Soybeans is 60%, wheat is 60%, edible beans is 50%. So 55 corn, soybeans and wheat is 60, 
Edible beans is 50. If you're in the, in the struggle with sugar beets, talk to your adjuster. That's the best advice can give you there. That's a contracted crop, a little different. So that one probably is, it would be wise to talk to your adjuster on that one. You can, for future reference, if you think it's going to be wet, you can increase these percentages by 5%. That decision would have had to have been made by March 15th. You can't do it now but some may have increased the corn from 55 to 60%. You can do that. Most, I honestly have never seen anybody do it. So I don't, I actually didn't know it was an option, but you can do that. Okay, so if we take a, a general look at how this could look in here, I generally speaking, at least in this area with numbers that I run, you're probably gonna be running into a PP indemnity or a prevent plant claim of maybe 500 to $550 an acre on corn and the beans probably in the neighborhood of $350. And obviously that very much $350 to $400 on the beans. That obviously very much depends on what your APH is and what coverage level you took. If you took 75% coverage versus 85% coverage. And it also, if you took enterprise units versus optional makes a difference on that. But generally speaking, that's what I see the number B here if you want to get some kind of an idea. As we get further into the um, prevent plant rules, spring wheat, it, it's when does, when can you start claiming prevent plant? For uh, spring wheat, it's after May 15th. Corn is, and sugar beets are May 31st. You'd start, you can start claiming prevent plant after May 31st for corn and sugar beets. Uh, soybeans and edible beans are, is June 10th. So it, you'd have to wait until after those dates. You, uh, most of you know, maybe you can plant after that date, but it decreases your coverage by 1% per day. So if you get your corn in on June 2nd, that's two days after the prop, crop insurance deadline. If you took 80% covered, now instead of 80% covered, you're 78% covered. If you get it in on June 10th, and it's 10 days after the date, instead of 80% covered, you're now at 70% covered. So you'd have to go back and recalculate that guarantee. Just so you know, it's 1% per day for 25 days. And after June 25th on the corn, then it, it stays at 25% less. Zach, are those planning dates specific to geographical region or is that nationwide? Yeah, that's a good question, Jeremy. It is. That's what they are here. I should have said that. It may be different for Southern Minnesota. If you're in Iowa, it certainly is different. I know South Dakota, I, I think South Dakota might be um, May 25th for corn. They're already into their dates. Um, check with, thanks for asking that. I Check with your adjuster for sure on what that date might be. Northern Minnesota, it's going to be different than that earlier than that as well. Excellent. Thank you. Yep. So that kind of gives you the idea on how it's calculated, but maybe to talk about some of the general rules. The rest of it is going to be the same, whether you're in southern Minnesota, northern Minnesota, South Dakota, Iowa, wherever you're at. For the most part, these should be the same. It's that planting date is what's different. The rest of them should be somewhat the same. You can move to other crops. If you want to move from corn to soybeans, talk to your agent adjuster how that works. A, a couple of critical pieces that we want to talk about here. If a field is partially planted, Take note that you need to put in the, you can claim the lesser of 20 acres or 20%. 20 acres or 20%, whichever is less, must be left in the field for prevent plant. And this really is critical. 
If you think, yes, for sure, I'm going to, I've got a, a quarter section and I know that I'm going to have some prevent plants in this um, field because there's water standing out there. There's no way I'm going to get all this in. Do your best to try and make sure that you have 20 acres or more left. Try and round up, go make a bigger circle around those wet spots to make sure that you get it claimed. If it's, it depends on the company, but if you show up with 19 acres in, in that field or in that unit, if it's enterprise units, that maybe that isn't going to work. You probably won't be able to claim it uh, from there. So make sure that you're making the, the spots big enough to cover that 20 acres or 20%. You can, a change in the past, the last time I really remember dealing with this was in 2019. At that point, you could plant a cover crop, a hay crop, something like that, but you could not harvest it until after November 1st. That rule no longer exists. If you take prevent plant, you can plant something out there and, and cut it for hay at any time. You plant it in the middle of June and you can take it in September. A couple of notes, you cannot harvest it for grain. Any of it, no matter what you put out there, cannot be harvested for any grain. And corn is not a cover crop. You can't plant corn in there on June 25th and chop it for silage that they clearly say in the rules that you can't do that as well. And so note, you can put a cover crop, put oats or rye or something out there and hay it uh, at any point during the summer. That's a new, that's, I don't know when they changed that rule, but that is different. Uh, prevent plant does not report a zero yield on it. That was one thing I thought it did. No, it doesn't show a zero yield. It pretends like it never happened. There's no ramification to your APH if you take prevent plant. You're, it won't show a zero on there. So if you claim that as prevent plant, it won't show a zero. If you leave 25 acres in a quarter section, 155 acres, it's, it's just going to pretend like that field, instead of being 155 acres, that's a 130-acre field if you left 25 acres as PP. So you'll get the yield on 130 acres. The other 25, nothing. It, it, it's not a zero. It's not anything. So there is no ramification to APH if you take prevent plant. You can't claim prevent plant until you certify your acres at the FSA office. So make sure you certify as quick as possible. There's you can't you can't turn a claim in at all until after the dates, whatever the date is in your area, and you can't and you have to certify acres as well. It's some thoughts I was visiting with the crop adjuster about um, prevent plant and some general ideas that she said was take pictures of the fields. If you have to, if you're thinking you're going to, have to take prevent plant, it they're going to probably, some of these adjusters, unfortunately, are going to have a lot of claims and they may not get to yours until the water is gone and it might look great by the time they get to it and be scratching their head. Wouldn't hurt to run out there with your, your camera or if you're in the tractor, snap a picture of that low spot. Um, have some pictures of that with the water standing, how muddy it is, of the tracks you may have left. That will help the adjuster down the road to prove that, yes, this was too wet. It probably is going to be obvious this year, but it isn't going to hurt. Take a few pictures of these areas, these fields, if you do a whole field. I think the, the biggest thing we can say is talk to your adjuster. There's some things of splitting fields, enterprise units kind of complicates it. I don't really want to go into that. We're not crop insurance agents or adjusters. I'd rather have you hear it from your source, whoever your adjuster is in specific, who's going to be deciding what counts, what doesn't count, how this is going to work. I think the best advice we can give you is talk to your adjuster. 
be in touch with them. If you do think you're going to have some or a lot of prevent plant, it, I, it would be wise to maybe call at least your agent now to start that conversation. And maybe they want to come out and take pictures or, or prove it. And so, but there'll be, there'll be definitely some acres and PP. So be in touch with them. So that covers what, it kind of covers some of the basics. Hopefully it answers a few questions about um, prevent plant. Zach, can you run through that basic formula again for us, please? And then I, I'm curious what happens to the premium that's due that wasn't mentioned earlier that has to somehow come off of that payment? Yeah, it, it could. You could write the check or it'll just, they'll pay you less and just take it off. So the normal premium applies. If it's, if you were going to plant corn out there and you end up prevent planting the whole field, you'd still pay your normal premium off of for revenue protection on of corn acres or soybeans or whatever crop is going to be there. If you end up switching the acres, that I'm not 100% sure if you switch them from corn to soybeans, I assume you pay crop insurance based on soybean acres, but I, I would maybe need to ask an adjuster and agent that question. But to cover the formula again, it takes your actual production history or your APH, your proven yields, times percent coverage that you selected. Generally speaking, I see 75, 80 or 85% covered times the spring price, which is 590 for corn, 1433 for soybeans. The other ones, I don't know what the price are for edible beans and stuff like that. But that gives you your per acre guarantee, your spring revenue guarantee per acre. Then you take that spring revenue guarantee per acre times 55% on corn and times 60% for soybeans and wheat times 50% for edible beans. And that's how, that's how you would calculate it. APH times percent coverage times spring price times these percentages based on the crops. And it's my understanding, since most people don't pay until November, that they would probably take it off of that 55% for corn and 60% yep. for beans. Yep. For some, the rules are going to come up as to, okay, when do I have to clean that income? I, it's talk to your accountant on those. I always get nervous about answering those questions. And so make sure if you're nervous about which end of the year, when to take that income, um, be in touch with your accountant on how that works. Zach, are those prevent plant percentages of the spring revenue guarantee different than the past? They used, yes, they used to be 65%. I believe it was 65% across the board. And so it, I remember in 2019, um, it wasn't, I don't, it wasn't horrible, the, the prevent plant. This is, it, it's, we could, if we had another half an hour, we could dive into the financials of it. And it's, it's definitely better to try and get the crop in, but I know everybody is trying and it's, there are some areas you just not, you just can't, but yes, these percentages used to be 65%. They decreased them uh, because of high, heavy claims in a couple of States, uh, real heavy claims that they were trying to maybe, I got the impression they're trying to discourage a little bit of prevent plant if they can. Well, thank you, Mike. Any other questions for Zach and prevent plant? Zach, I think you did an awesome job. I think it's time for the fun farm facts, Jeremy. I agree. What are we going to learn about today, Mike? We, we need to finish up on the topic of peanuts. Tell me peanuts more. Peanuts are grown in the United States on 1.5 million acres. We produce 3 million tons of peanuts each year in the United States of America. An average peanut yield is 4,075 pounds per acre. There are different kinds of peanuts. 
Runner peanuts are used mostly in peanut butter. Virginia and Spanish peanuts are often used for snacks. And Valician peanuts are used largely for roasting and boiling. Now you know some fun farm facts about peanuts. And the other one fact I want to mention is that Georgia grows half of the peanuts in the entire country. There you go, Jeremy. Back to you. Thanks, Zach. You did great. If you would like more information about farm business management, we have 19 instructors covering the geography of southwestern Minnesota, west central Minnesota, southeastern South Dakota, and northwestern Iowa, working with about 750 farmers. For more information, you can contact us at area code 507 847 7929 or by email at sue.lovell at mnwest.edu or follow us on Facebook at Minnesota West Community and Technical College Farm Business Management. We look forward to hearing from you. 